Hey guys, Veronica, Andrew, and Nate here. We are Foodies Watching Movies, a podcast dedicated to awesome movies, great food, and that's about it. Check us out on the JIC Network at www.journeyintocomics.com. Maybe throw some money over to our Patreon so we can eat this week. And now your feature presentation. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. Hey, hey, this is Josh Richmond, and you are listening to the Voice of Survival podcast, exclusively on the Journey into Comics Network. survival podcast as the introduction said i am your host nate and today i have an awesome guest joining me to go back to the moment that i met this person i'm trying to think how that went down and i'm pretty sure that very much like my guest on episode seven of the voice of survival although that wasn't the first time i met him for you episode 12 guest we're going to hold this off for a second we met at my first show back in the music scene and my first show as a drummer actually um when walk among us played and opened for the ataris as did belladonna so my guest at this time jerry jacinto welcome hello how's it going it's going great awesome I'm, i'm very happy to have you here today you've been uh Definitely a more prominent fixture in my life now that I've been in the music scene. I feel like in certain moments that stick out in my head that are like very, very important moments in my musical progression, you seem to have some part in taking into, you know, like my first show, I was just talking about it. And was that your guys's first? That wasn't your first show, was it? It was was actually our first show as that. Phase of Belladonna's lineup. Okay, and that was, you guys were like, what, a six-piece at that point? Five. It was me, Austin, yeah. bass, Brett drums, Nick Blackstone, guitar, and then Neil Gaynor, keyboards. And then yourself. Yeah. Which would make six, right? Is that it? Wait. Yeah, right? Really? Wait. Austin. Austin. Uh, Nick. <laughs> Nick. Brett. Brett. Austin. Neil. And then me. Wow. I didn't. How's that work? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. <clears throat> Math is weird. We probably just fucked that up somehow. Yeah. But I digress. Anyways, the voice of survival, as I was telling you off air, is 100% about the person that I have on my show. And today that's you. And I want to know your story. I want to know your history, your background. Where did you grow up? You know, um, what are some prominent things that happened in your childhood that, you know, kind of shaped you? And really, I'm just going to let you kind of start off wherever you want. So is there a moment in your early childhood that you can recall that makes you cling to music? Is there a certain point that you were just like, this is for me? I don't know if I knew that it was for me. Okay. I definitely knew that it was very fun. 
All right. Uh, my earliest memory, I was about, I'd say like four or five or okay, sure. six, somewhere around there. I was, you know, little. Sure, yeah. And uh, I would always watch Grease with my mom. Awesome. And uh, yeah, Danny, Danny Zuko is just like the coolest guy yeah. ever. So. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you were all about Danny so Zuko. So I would always, like when we'd watch the movie, I'd get up during like every song and I'd like sing and dance. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And then like. And uh, so it was a lot of fun. So you were really shaped by the, I mean, the musical world. Is Grease one of the only musicals you really get down on? Or is that something you kind of have uh, still held on to, you know, throughout your life? There's there's a lot of good musicals, but Grease, I don't know. Grease was just so cool to me. Yeah. And it's there's a good that, story. that opening track, too. <clears throat> Absolutely. I mean... The movie is a classic. Uh, did you like Grease too? Did you? I, see I've Grease never too? even seen it. Okay. I've heard it wasn't good, so I was like, I'm not gonna. Yeah, even you try. should. You should definitely probably avoid that one. Some people would argue it's amazing, but I digress. So you are young and you're watching this with your mom. Was, were there any musical artists on the other side of the tracks that weren't, let's say, like I said, in the musical setting? that drew you in as well because you have i feel like you have a very broad array of influence when it comes to how you create music um uh, at that age nothing i really listen i wouldn't like listen to music like in my room okay or anything okay it was like it was just music and i never really was like i don't know listening to a certain artist or like no one in my family, where there's no musicians in my family. So no one's like, listen to this, listen to this. Well, there was like other moments, like dancing around with my cousins, listening to Metallica. Awesome. When I was like five. Hell yeah, I love Metallica. So, you know, there's that. I have great memories like that. Uh, but it wasn't until I was like 14 that I picked up on an artist and really just like listen to all their songs, obsessed over them. Okay, who Wanted was to it? be like them. It was Blink-182. Oh, that's awesome. Blink-182. Uh, here's a really interesting story we can connect with on this. That See, <coughs> this is what I love about this process. Uh, my When I first started playing music was bass. It was my first instrument I picked up. I was 14. So very similar to you. Of course, that's in different timeline of things, obviously. Uh, so the first album I learned front to back, Blink-182, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Yeah. All the way through. I love that album so much. It's it's quite possibly still to this day one of my favorite albums. So I definitely connect with how awesome Blink was. But at that point, I'm guessing their like, self-titled had come out by then. Yeah. Uh, they were a little bit in the twilight of their careers, probably. Um, when I started listening to them? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that was actually right after their album Neighborhoods came out, I okay. think. Okay. And... Uh, I don't know, I just feel like the way I saw life at the time, I guess I really just like looked up to that music. You connected. But with I wasn't it. I wasn't playing guitar yet until like freshman year. Okay, so you're closer half, to spring, fifteen. Spring freshman year, yeah. Sure. Now did you just were you at a buddy's house or something and picked up a guitar randomly or No, I was uh well I was getting into more music. Okay. Because I also met Brett at this point, and he is someone that introduced me to a lot of music. Awesome. So I'm listening to cooler stuff and this more 
You're just absorbing yeah. everything Brett's throwing at you. Yeah. You were just like, oh, yes, show me more, please. <laughs> right, you right. felt so depraved. I, I went through that same process, totally. And then at that time, I was playing through Guitar Hero on hard, and I was just yes. like, you know what? I feel like it'd be really cool if I can do this in real life. Yes. So, Amazing. I love Guitar Hero. It's, I mean, it's there's, so fun. There's behind you. You can't see it right now. I'll show you after the show. There's a Guitar Hero trophy hanging on our wall. Yeah, wow. I didn't win it. Uh, Sarah won it. Oh, wow. She's amazing. Well, that's a whole nother, whole different level <laughs> of what the hell. I met her and she's like, oh, I can beat all these songs on Expert and get some 100%. And I was like, no, you can't. And then I'd witness it and I was like, what the fuck? I thought I was good on hard mode. Like, this is ridiculous. Get out of here. You know, and I actually played guitar, so that was kind of hilarious too. Yeah. So you take the next step. You're like, fuck it. I'm going to play guitar. Yeah. Did you go out and get a guitar? Did you ask your parents to get you a guitar? I had a guitar from maybe three years before. Oh, okay. My mom got it for me, and it was just like a, a little mini okay, mini guitar. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was in the closet, so I was like, all right, I'm going to try to play guitar now. And this guy from school was like, hey, if you pay me 20 bucks a week, I'll give you a lesson for an hour each week. So I'm like... Okay, uh, doesn't really, I don't know. He taught me a little bit, Uh oh. but nothing compared to like where you are now yeah. and what you've yeah. actually learned through experience and trial and tribulation. And obviously yeah. playing with other musicians shapes you as well. Right. So you get your guitar, this guy's training. How long did you take lessons? It was for? maybe like three weeks. So you paid him 60 whole bucks. Yeah. Not a wealth of knowledge coming from 60 bucks, I don't feel. No. And then, and then he... <laughs> Uh, I think it was for my birthday or something. My mom bought this guitar off of him. And then at that same time, my dad won like this other type of guitar at an auction. What? Neither of the guitars were very good guitars, though. But they're still but guitars. But it's still that. And then uh, I eventually went to Dine My Music and gave them those two guitars, Towards Money, Towards an Epiphone Dot. Awesome. And then Got that. Mom bought the rest of it for my birthday or something. I don't know. She's my mom spoils me. So Are you an only child? Yes. Oh yeah. So for, you are for her, yeah. Oh, so that's awesome. You you do have siblings. Yeah. Okay. I have half brothers. Okay. How how many? Couple? Two? <clears throat> Three. Oh, that's awesome. Are they younger, older? They're older. All older? Yeah. So you're the the, the, the runt of the group? Yeah. But yeah. you were like yeah. the coolest of them because you could play guitar and they can't probably. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. That's yeah. absolutely awesome. You're like, fuck you guys, because I can play this awesome guitar. Watch me shred. So you go to Dynamite Music. You trade in for your Epiphone Dot. You're ecstatic. Did you have an amp at that time? Did you have any play? Yeah. You, yeah. Did, you did have some some amplification. That's cool. Uh, so you're jamming more and more and more. Yeah. When do you go, like, I want to play with other people. Like, I really want to make this happen. Well, the interesting thing about that. I'm going to have to re This is like maybe at the end of 2013. Okay, sure. Doing a little rewinding. That. So we're going to rewind to maybe spring of 2013. <laughs> right. Brett's birthday, actually, February 4th. Okay, cool. Because hey, it's coming up. Then he got a drum set for his birthday. Pretty much like a month after I started playing guitar. Oh, so you guys have like evolved as musicians together. Yeah. That's a really really beautiful thing i didn't know that's really awesome so you guys immediately you get the epiphone dot he's got his drum kit 
one and one make two and two and one make three and then it was there you yeah know, it was destiny and whatnot so you guys just start jamming on it, it blink songs or no no because uh we just we just kind of just played whatever we did just played we didn't learn too many songs okay I mean, it was just guitar and drums yeah so it's like you were just trying to no create matter if something. we try to cover something it's just not going to sound 100 percent. yeah absolutely so we just started playing together and i at that time i uh had an amp that my dad got me for christmas that was like uh it had a bunch of presets on it okay so we'd always mess with that and just like Get weird effects out of my guitar. Listen to this awesome sound. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of winter still, but we'd just go in his garage and jam and then go back and sign a warm up and then go back and jam. And And it was just like this new thing to us that we just kept doing. Oh, man. And you were just in it at that point, in the thick of it. So, how long do you guys just jam the two of you before? I mean, there's got to be obviously more pieces to this yeah. puzzle. I feel like it's it's gonna slowly evolve until we get, until we get to the, the finale of where kind of where you are now, and we'll work through that. But uh, is there any moment that you and Brett are jamming where you look at each other and you're just like, one of us needs to sing, or or did you guys not look at that right away? We, or? I kind of looked at it, okay, because I was kind of like. I want to sing. Yeah, calling back to Greece. You were like, yeah. "Let me do that. I can do that." Right. Did you sing in choir or anything in school? No. 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 Did no. you play an instrument in school? I guess I didn't even no. ask that question. I, so no. you just said, "Fuck school music." Pretty at at once at the school I went to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't. There. I don't know. It didn't fit you. Yeah. That's cool. So I, I just totally kind of like that. did it at home. Awesome. I, I don't know. I didn't really. I didn't really try too much in high school. Yeah. You know, it high was, school is kind of. High school, but well, I think that is well yeah, said. Yeah, high school uh, is just high school uh, because yeah, you know everybody's high school journey as uh, as a kid is you kind of stumble into what lessons you're meant to learn, and no amount of preparing can change that. Yeah, and I feel like high schools nowadays, and I mean this is sadly even more true for your generation, and you're only you know a few years younger than me, but like. Uh, the the really the sad truth is that they're teaching less and less and training more and more. Like here's the answers to this test, but what did you learn? Nothing. I didn't learn anything. I just learned the answer. Like that's not teaching, and teaching comes through experience and guiding people and stuff. And I feel like, you know, it was hard for me to try in high school because of exactly kind of that. You know, my teachers weren't teaching me. They were just going, "Here's the book. Read the thing. Fucking tell me what the answer is." That's not teaching. Right. You did not teach me anything. You just handed me a book, and and now I have to – essentially, the thing is when you're a young kid, like the adult, the teacher, their purpose is not just to give you the answers and the results to the test. Their purpose is to explain to you the whys of everything so you interpret it correctly. Because I could read something and interpret it one way. You could read the same damn thing and interpret it completely opposite me. Yeah. But if there's somebody who's in the middle going, here is how you are to interpret it. That's how you, that's again, learning. So not trying in high school, man. I totally get that. So what point do you and Brett go, I'm going to sing 
Do you guys do that before you get any more instruments? Did you have a we, PA uh, or anything, or were you just no, fucking yelling? We just, we just. I had this little, uh, it's like a little, I think it was called dinosaur or something. Okay. Amp. Okay. It was like super small, like pretty small, like a ten water or something. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, I bought this cheap mic off Amazon because at that time it was like maybe my sophomore year or something. I was just buying a bunch of stuff on Amazon. Awesome. Becoming so, an Amazon junkie? Yeah. We've all been there. For for a semester, you know, I bought this big bear coat from Workaholics. You have the... Oh, I've seen it before. Yeah. Hell yeah, I've seen it before, of course. I bought it around that time, so you can see how much money I'm really kind of... Okay. You're, you're <laughs> playing with some bacon right just now. Just kind of thrown out. Okay, I gotcha. Uh, so I buy it, and we, 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 pl- we try to use it. And, uh, you know, at that time, it's my first time really singing... You know, I wasn't practicing at home. Mm-hmm. So just like level one uh, status, I guess. I don't know. You were just, but you know, nervous, shy, not really exactly in the mic, not really projecting as much as you can because, you know, it's your first time singing. You don't know any better. And then there's this little amp and then your amp and then drums. So you can't really you, hear it. You're getting drowned out. So then you're like singing louder and louder to the point where, you know, I will say one thing. And I want to know if you developed this during this time. You have a phenomenal yell. There's some song. I don't know if you guys do it anymore, but you had this. I know. I know. It's fucking roaring ass yell. And I was like. <laughs> Where the fuck does that come from, Jerry? I wasn't expecting that. That that like totally catches me off guard when I'm when I saw you guys for the first time. So, uh, I mean, and and that's how much of an impact it made on me that I'm recalling it now. You know. Uh, yeah. So where does that come from? Is it from those moments? Well, I it could be maybe because at the same time, I, around that time, I was like listening. Now I was. I wasn't really at, as much as into Blink-182 as I was. Now I was getting into, like, Nirvana. Foo and, Fighters. Yeah. yeah. Hell so yeah. So there's, like, at that time. So I'm using, like, I don't know, power chords and stuff. And I can definitely but, see where Kurt Cobain then definitely influenced you. Where Brett, when I would play with Brett, when we would kind of create things, it was kind of like, I don't know, no. It was. It's weird because you just, like, there Any, were no anything, rules. Yeah, anything is just... It's You were creating yeah. for the sake of creating, not defining we're going to play this style or that style. Yeah. It's interesting to note, too, because Brett, like, and I know him from now, so I don't know like the backstory as well as you do, and you're definitely going to be filling us in as we go, I'm sure, because I feel your, your journeys together are super intertwined here. He's like a super technical jazz drummer now. Yeah. What the fuck? Fuck! Like he's that crazy. came out of he's nowhere. He's like a machine. It's ridiculous. It 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 literally like intimidates me, and I'm just like, oh man, I can't do that ever. Like, I don't I don't know any I, like I, you can watch any great drummer, but I I'll watch it and I'll be like, this is awesome. But if it was Brett, I know he'd have his, his own twist st- his own it. style. Just the way he plays and touches the drum set is like, it's. Very it's very different. unique. I absolutely agree with that. Back to your journey. We're going through uh, it. So, so where are we at now? So, it's starting to get warmer out. Me and Brett are like, we want a bass. We want some bass. We want someone else. Sort of trying some, you know, asking people from school to come. Jam. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they come back. Sometimes they don't. And then uh, we meet Austin. Austin Skeens. Who at this point, I kind of knew. Not too well, but I knew him. Because I met him, like, just around Munster yeah. the year before, and he always did, like, this mic 
was you know like in Monsters Inc. the slug lady that moves across. Yes, like, Mike Wazowski. Yeah. Like, yeah, he would always do a great impression of that, and it just left an impression on me because he's just super funny. That's hilarious. <clears throat> so he's like, "Yeah, I'll I'll jam with you guys. I can't leave my house on weekdays, but I'll jam with you guys on the weekends." And we're just like, "Fuck." Wait. Can we get into that? Is that something we can? I touch don't know. Here? I don't know. There, I don't know was, what it is. Was, it's just there his, was never any resolve. It was just it the was rules. just his the rules. He just because I guess it was great. It was grades first with his family. Nah, okay, I respect that. I, so, I mean, some, some and some parents you have to take it to the extreme because that's just the way the kid is. I totally get that. It uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> so like, he comes out on the weekend, weekends and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. We're just like you're vibing fuck with each yeah. other. Now it's three of us just making whatever. And uh, we did that, and then summer came, and just spent the whole summer doing that. We'd have the garage door open, just playing music. Go. Yeah, just fuck yeah, having like our own little songs, trying out different things, and uh, having having fun more than anything. And just like doing that, then going hanging out, doing that. We you were just kind of always together because we're just like really good friends, and then we're playing music that we love together. So we're just. You defined the camaraderie of, of a real band. I had that with my first band. Uh, it's different, you know, when you get older to have that. Because, like, when you're kids, you ha- need peers and like-minded individuals. And if you come up together, <clears throat> there's no greater feeling, really, genuinely. And it's like now I'm super thankful because I started my journey in music with Brandon Stone, who now is such a big influence and a part of me in the podcasting world, who really helped to make Journey into Comics Network and everything we have here what it is. Uh, so that camaraderie that you're talking about, I totally feel it. You're going everywhere together. You're listening to the same music together. You're absorbing everything together. Yeah. You're making moments that you just, you to this day cannot forget. And, um, there's, there's those moments where you just look around and you're like, damn, I got some cool fucking people in my life and I'm really grateful right now, you know, and yeah. that's an awesome experience. So you, Austin, Brett, Three piece. You're you're starting to the wheels and and everything are we're getting there. Yeah. What happens next? Are are is, is there any decision like you guys know we could totally play a gig the three of us? Did you try that? I I always like wanted to, but mm-hmm. we just never really didn't book it. We didn't. Yeah. Like, hey mom, can you drive us to this? You know, gigs and then like you know what I mean. But it's like, just, yeah, it was just like. We didn't know. We didn't know who to talk to. We didn't know what to do. We wanted to play, but you know, we didn't have any. It's a wild, wild. The only wreck. access there was was Battle of the Bands at school. Oh. And I'm gonna rewind to freshman year real quick. Sure, do it. Please do. And I see Battle of the Bands for the first time with my friends at the time, and uh, one of the bands on there was called The Censored, okay. and it had lead guitarist Nick Blackstone. Okay. And I see him, and he's just, he's, he's wailing on the guitar, you know, doing his thing, wah, and distortion. And I'm, like, 15, like, Holy I want to do that, you know? <laughs> I want to be on there. And then they won. And I'm just like, oh, my God, dude, that looks so cool. I want to do that. And, you know, I'm making music, so it's, like, should be cool. And uh, so sophomore year, we didn't do it. We went there, and it was just, like, the same, like, feeling, like, I want to do that. Then junior year comes, and uh, I don't know. Junior year was junior year, and uh, I, I started playing with uh, other musicians 
from school. Just randomly? Well, it was because, like, I got, okay, I'm not going to get into this story, but I'm just going to say, I got suspended at school for a very dumb reason. Okay, sure. But when I did that, uh, I don't know, it was just in, like, a fit of rage. Me and Brett got into a little, like, tiny argument that meant nothing, really. And then we were just like, I was just like, I don't want to play music. And he was like, fine. And it was just kind of like, I don't know, it was really kind of like, it's just kind of funny. High school stuff. Yeah. When you look it back at really it. It was just really weird. Yeah. You know, I don't know why it, but it was kind of funny. But, uh, so I started playing with other musicians at school or trying to like play with bands. You know? Create something. Yeah. And, uh, I, d- I do with, uh, someone who is part of the marching band, this drummer. And then this, this bass, this guy who played bass, who eventually played bass for Belladonna for about two months. Oh, um, Brandon. Cass? Brandon. Oh, I don't. I don't think uh, I know. Brandon. His last name is he. Uh, School Rock. Okay. Uh, in Neil's story, he mentions him. Oh, okay, yes. okay, okay. I got gotcha. you. So, I got gotcha. you. We get together, <clears throat> and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sing, and uh, so I sing, and you know, it's it's bad. <laughs> the singing was bad. It it is bad back then. Okay. It was bad, rough, but I was like, hey, someone's got to do it. So, you do it until you're good, right? <laughs> yes, you're not yeah, wrong. that's exactly. Do it till you're good. So, um, Battle of the Bands comes up, comes up, and uh, there's tryouts. So you have to try out for Battle of the Bands. Only five bands max can get on. They play like, if you scored the most at tryouts, you play last. If you scored the least, you play first. Whoa! So it's like okay, because I'm like studying Battle of the Bands. I'm like looking at the other bands little videos on youtube i'm really in on this you know so i'm like okay you're coming in with strategy at this point yeah so i'm really hyping this up i go up there to try out there's a it's the three piece we at the time we were called throwback thursday because i guess pop punk band names kind of i like it i guess it's not wrong we weren't really i don't know it was just like i don't know went up there covered an arctic monkey song sure and a white stripe song cool i'm singing both sure uh we get up there. We do our thing. I'm like, cool. Cool. All the other bands go. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Wait till Monday for the results. I'm super excited. I'm like, oh, it's going to be so cool. I look. We scored last. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And But the, you made it. Yeah. Okay. But only five bands tried out, so it was like. Oh, well, okay. It doesn't matter. doesn't but matter. But I was like, okay, whatever. I can't sing very well. I'll get. This girl, Sierra, who's dating Nick Blackstone okay. to sing. I'm sure. like, okay, cool. So uh, I'm like, we got this. But then there was also dealing with the, there was like a, there was like a, a curse for every Battle of the Bands band that played first, that opened. They just had technical difficulties. Like all the bands that I saw. Every time. It happened two years in a row. So I'm like, wow. okay, that's it. So I got to prepare for it. So, so now you're really preparing and trying to get yourself ready for going on the stage. How does it go? It goes. <laughs> it, it's very funny. Okay, it's so, funny. Okay, sure. We get up there, and my amp, after we sound checked too, because we made sure to sound check, my amp wasn't like turning on. So I'm just like, 
Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. And then we're starting to mess with it. It takes like a minute. And I'm just like, think about the time because you have 25 minutes. And I like, I would go home and I would listen to the songs in a little playlist and time them to make sure that every song would fit well. So I'm yeah, just like super honest. I'm so like hyped about this. So it starts working. But then I was like, when it wasn't working, I don't know why. I started. I started turning the knobs. I don't know why. Because it oh, doesn't no. make sense. So you changed your so I'm sound. Like, I'm louder. Oh, no. So I was like, okay. We play the first song. And my guitar is also out of tune. Even though I, I double-checked it to make sure it was tuned, I was, like, super hyped about it. I guess it just went out of tune. I don't know. But um, The curse of the first band. That's right. It's happening. So my guitar is out of tune. You're I'm too super loud. loud. Finish the first song. A couple of friends in the crowd are like, turn it down. So I'm like, okay, turn it down. And then... Um, we're playing the rest of the songs, and uh, then I borrowed Kess. Okay, yeah. I borrowed his guitar okay. to use for Come As You Are by Nirvana. I love that song. Absolutely. Because I had the, I bought the, the uh, it was like a phaser or flanger or something. Yeah. One of those better It's pedals. the flanger effect. Yeah, I bought that effect specifically so I can oh use it. Oh my God, that's amazing. And then, um, yeah, Kess is a lot taller than me. Uh-oh. So the, the guitar is like down here. Oh my you know? gosh! Was it difficult to play? Not. It wasn't too bad until the strap fell off. So I'm just like, oh, fuck. oh no. you know, I'm I'm like, okay, I go to sit down. I got this. I'm like, it's cool. I got this. I got this. You know, I got this. Was that the finale song? No. Okay. The finale song is even better. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna do "Whole Lot of Love" by Led Zeppelin. Awesome song. And we're gonna have this guy Matt Travis guessing on it. Because all the winning ba- bands had a guest thing on it, whether it be an instrument. But this guy was super popular at school, and he was a really good singer. So I'm like, ha. Got let's it. Get him in. And uh, he was a really good singer. So we're singing. He's singing. And uh, then there's that that part in the song, the solo. And, you know, it's like, it's guitar. It's The instruments hit two notes. And then All it's together, and then solo. it's just isolated guitar. Yep. Pure guitar solo. I'm practicing my ass off for this. I'm like so excited. I'm like imagining it all the time. You're envisioning so I, I it go, happening for yeah, you. Yeah, so I go to do this, and I stick my left leg up on the, on the monitor to look cool in front of, of all the high school girls in the front row. And uh, the, the spotlight shines on me. They hear it, boom, boom. I play, and there's no sound coming out of my amp. What? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Nothing. No. And I'm just like, okay. Oh, man. I, I see so how upset. it is. So uh, I just kind of, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. And then I'm kind of like trying to see what's going on. I just tell them, to, I tell my the bandmates in the band, and I'm just like, just, Keep it going. Just keep, just go. You know, just, I'll figure it out. They go back into the the verse. Vocals come back in. My guitar pops back in. Bad wire, probably, of course, you know. Okay. That was probably the source of, like, All no the problems. Su- yeah. So yeah. I'm just like, okay, cool. So I just, like, told them, like, during the song while we were playing it, just like, hey, uh, do that again at the Refrain. end. Refrain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Refrain. Do, do that again Refrain. at the end. So I do it. And, uh. Yeah, yeah. It works. Yeah. So I did that, 
But of course, you know, I'm not super technical. I'm not Jimmy Page. But you're getting there. <laughs> but, you know, I'm trying. Okay. So it's, uh, yeah. Then that Battle of the Band finishes. Uh, How did you feel after seeing the other performers perform after you guys played? Fine. After I got off, this person I was friends with, like, ran backstage. I feel like she knew that, like, that was bad. Because it was bad. And I think she knew, like, that was bad. So she, like, ran up. She was like, are you okay? And I was just like, I'm fine. Like, that was awesome. That was great. Yeah. I had a great time, you know, despite, like. All the difficulties. Yeah, yeah I totally. was still having fun. And, Absolutely. Like, That's the point. Super excited. And uh, I just, I didn't really care after who won or anything. And I was just like, whatever. And then after that, because uh, I was still hanging out with Austin. Mm-hmm. And then me and Brett, like, right before the Battle of the Bands, we started hanging out again. Repaired it. And then I was kind of like, okay, I played with other musicians, and uh, I miss you more than, like, anything. Because, like... There was a camaraderie there. You guys yeah. had something that was very real and tangible. And, and when you guys... I, t- I guess I didn't even ask this question. Austin's bass playing, uh, it, when he started with you guys, was he, oh, per, like, already pretty advanced to what he was doing? Or was he, it, was, he just he was right pretty, in the he same was pretty, boat? He was pretty new with us, So he was actually. green with you guys. He yeah, we were all free. on the same... Same level. That is so legitimately just incredible to me that you guys have like this core three thing that's really special that is stuck around. So on the other side of the Battle of the Bands, you've repaired your friendship with Brett. Yeah. Uh, you know, Austin and you are still hanging out. You make the decision like we're playing music again. Then what happens? Like, do you guys immediately get down to jamming within we, a couple days or? Well, the problem was it was that Austin still wasn't allowed out on weekdays. Oh, shit. <laughs> so yeah. we're, like, constantly... We want to practice a lot. But I want to, like, form a band now. Now I want to call ourselves a band. I want to start playing... Figure out a band because, name. Yeah. Totally. So the band name came from art class. Our teacher was, like, assigning... She was like, okay, this week you got to go home and you got to look up a flower or find a flower and you got to draw it. And it was, she was like, here's this drawing. And it was of the Belladonna flower. Oh, She was cool. explaining what it was. I look it up. It's like, you eat it, you uh, hallucinate. And then most most times, well, actually all times end up in the hospital. Wow. Because uh, it's very dangerous. I would never do because like. Wow, that's terrifying. Yeah. But uh, it in like Italian, it meant beautiful woman. Oh. And like, so, you know, it has like this this thing multiple meanings and um so i'm like belladonna belladonna cool i make an instagram account i'm just like it's official (laughs) it's official (laughs) it's for real yeah so uh we start like at that time i just had like songs that i would wrote at home on my guitar just like three different chords and kind of a pop punky inspired Sure. You yeah, say, you're calling back to the blink. Little, that you, little, that little alternative you. inspired too. You know. Sure. The Nirvana, obviously. Yeah. And um, so it's kind of doing that. And then uh, Brett was always listening to like the cool ones, like Smashing Pumpkins, Alice in Chains, yeah, stuff like that. And so he would show me that too, and I'm just like, oh. awesome. So we're like getting into this music, and uh, at this time. I'm still friends with Kes from like letting me borrow the guitar. Yeah. So we would jam it t- together and we would start hanging out. And he was also friends with Austin. So it was like. It just works. Yeah. Everything's fit together. Like, cool. And then um, we wanted like, we we wanted more. I don't know. We, we didn't even have a bass player really at this point. 
well, actually, Kess stood in, and he was like, okay, I'll play bass for you guys. So he started playing bass with us, and then we were like, okay, maybe something else. So then I, through the power of Facebook, I called out to Nick Blackstone. I'm like, hey, want to jam? We jammed to my songs. He comes up with really cool stuff right away that felt like it just fit in perfectly. Yeah. Like like a lead melody over this chord progression I had and stuff like that. And it's like, cool. So I'm like, this, this. Now we're cool. cooking and with fire. he comes to practice and Brett's like, Nick's good and he says we're really good so this is really this this is probably really good yeah so then it's the four of us now if I'm counting right if okay I can still sure count. Brett me, Austin Brett no wait Kess no. Kess yeah Nick five it's me yeah. I don't know why I can't count today <laughs> I'm always one off <laughs> I don't know what's up with that that's weird five <laughs> um so we start playing shows we start playing shows through Darlene Okay, yeah, yeah. We start playing at Royal Skate Shop, uh, like Riley's Roadhouse, uh, the Bunker and Steger, just like these small venues. Uh, and they're kind of like, you know, we get this gig, we have these tickets, we got to print out, we got to sell them to everyone at school, try to get people to come, and then give the money, their half to the promoter, our half to us. And... uh it was just, I it's it, I feel like it felt right for where we were as a band. Yeah. With our sound and our level, we had these songs. We were writing these songs. Uh, that was like eventually formed the first Belladonna album. That's like kind of non-existent, but in a file. Damn, I want to hear know, that sometime. It's man, it's a good one. Okay, I want to get a hold of that. I'm just saying. Uh, so. We're starting to play more, and we're getting into it, and then we start having like. Various, we start trying out different bass, bassists, and then after battle the next year, we had to get, we had, uh, Brandon, so, School of Rock, wait, play bass for us. Belladonna played battle. Yeah, junior for our senior, my our me and Brett's senior year. Okay, how'd it go? Uh, I mean, it went pretty good. We we played an original, Ooh. and then which was like most bands always did covers, so it was like, so it's like, whoa. They did an original. Yeah, band. like wow. You guys didn't play first, obviously. No, that's no. Great. We played uh, second to last. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And uh, so it was. It was. I don't know. It was pretty good. We didn't win, but I was like, whatever. It felt better than where the first one yeah. ended. Yeah. There was. There was progress. That's the most so, important step. So then, Brandon joins the band, and then. Whenever he wouldn't be able to, because he was very busy. Whenever he couldn't play a show, Austin would stand in for it. So I was like, cool. And then uh, I book like a show every weekend in like a month. Okay, cool. And uh, he kind of didn't have time for it. So he was like, I can't, you know, I'm kind of overwhelmed, overwhelmed right now. I can't do it. I'm just like, okay, oh, of course. okay, Austin, you know, it's summer. We need you. We, yeah. You're our only so, hope. So we're going to do that. And then like there was always that still that musical connection between Austin and us that was different than anybody else so it was always still a great time playing with Austin like we always still jammed with Austin just not like Belladonna songs at the time yeah you guys were just jamming to create and whatnot so you know we're doing that thing and uh at this time Nick wants wants Neil into the band 
Because yeah. he's like keyboardist and Neil really likes jam bands and I'm really into like Grateful Dead and so is Neil's. So is Austin. So like let's like kind of, you know. Pull it together. So we're like, all right, cool. And then first of the four shows comes. Nick wasn't able to do it for some reason. So we're like, okay, let's just do like a set at Royal that's like going to be extended because of course a, of course a band drops. Yeah, of and, course. Uh, <laughs> or doesn't show up at all right we did a battle of the bands there and it was like a seven band show and only four bands showed up i'm like what the right f-? it's just kind of like oh come on man like yeah. come play music yeah that's all i want so excuse me oh you're fine <laughs> don't worry about that uh we just we improv it because we like because neil when we play with neil it was also kind of, it was like a, a connection as well. And we started hanging out with Neil more. And Neil became a good friend of ours. So it was like the connection was building now just with a keyboard. And uh, so we're improving the whole thing. And uh, I don't know why I wore my bear coat. And it was still warm out though. So I was like really hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. But I did it anyways. So then after... That, the next week, Nick comes back. We play at another show. It was our first outside show, and it was storming. Oh. And uh, we were, But we were under a little thing. Okay, so you have a canopy over you. And you're yeah. all right. Yeah. But it's still storming. Yes. And then uh, the following week, I think it was at... There was something else in there. I can't remember. But we ended up... The last show was Big Shots. And it was your guys' first show. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And after that show, I was like, yeah, this is like, the this is the lineup. You know, this is. It solidified yeah, in that we moment. Yeah, everybody was very happy with. Man, you guys everything. played so great that night. It was my first time seeing you guys. You know, obviously it was my first time like really out in the scene. Overall, a very, really bizarre night. I don't think you guys were there when all the like shit really hit the fan at the at the start of the night but like we were the first or second band there i think get by was the first band there and uh, then the atari showed up and they're like oh you guys are playing and then you guys and then we play cool and then we were like no there are five more bands playing and they were like what the oh. fuck this is not cool <laughs> and i was sitting there going i said we'd open which means if 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 they're gonna cut bands down we're getting cut and I was like panicked, like this is we're not gonna even play this show. And then like everything kind of worked itself out. You know, we played a decent show. It, we you know, it hasn't been our best show ever, but it was our first outing and it was fun. But your guys' set was so memorable. You did a, you did some cool originals. You did a couple covers. I can't remember. I know we did Franklin Sour by Grateful. I, I never really like. Yeah, but didn't you guys also do like um, a Black Keys cover or Arctic Monkeys or somebody? I uh, I think. At, at some point, I don't know if it was there, but we did do a cover of a Little Black Submarine. But I don't, I don't know if we were doing yeah, it. That's I think you did. I don't know if we ever did it. Did we do it with Neil? I, feel, I yeah, I feel like that because that was at his first show. Because I remarked on that. I, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Because so, I don't know. Maybe things seemed a little more black keysy because you know there were keys. True. At that time, that was a that was an interesting show. I want to mention that you know that night was super memorable for a number of reasons. Opening for the Ataris is obviously cool. Having the moment where Neil, who is a friend of ours, is in this band and like we connect with you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, the next time we saw you guys play was at Royal Skate because like we played Royal, you guys came out, and then you guys played Royal, and we came out. Yeah, and 
that was the didgeridoo show the first time yeah, it came out yeah. and that was amazing you guys <laughs> rocked the fucking house it was so fun to watch you guys had I've, i still have pictures on my phone from that night uh so i want to kind of get into that now because you know we we had that moment there which was kind of the start of the show where we were talking about this iteration of belladonna and how we got here but things have progressed totally down different paths now where we're like you know, almost two years removed from that show. So let's get into that. What happens on the other side of the of of the journey once you solidify this is the lineup, like this is what we're doing? Well, at that point, we uh, now that Neil was a part of it of the band, also senior year, we recorded an album in Chicago. Awesome. It was like twenty five dollars an hour. Uh, we saved up some money, moved all of our equipment down. Then took it back to move it, you know, back and forth. And we're recording uh, these songs that we have written in like the past year. And, uh, you know, that summer we released an album. We had an, like an album release show at Royal. Awesome. That was a lot of fun. And, uh, but it just like wasn't, we released it, but we were just like, I don't know. We just like decided like we should play new things now. Neil is now in the band and like maybe just now austin's in the band too so like, like that's at an this old point, phase like, of the band yeah so it's like okay now let's like all like open a new chapter yeah right whatever but we still kept a couple songs a couple songs that we really liked i think it was two and um one of them we'll get to in a little bit sure and i know you'll because you love it oh, but, oh uh, it's, the, it's the scream <laughs> yeah. song great yeah so um we re- yeah, we released them. The album wasn't like, wasn't anything great, you know. I mean, it's like. Well, but you're proud of it because it's your first album. Yeah, it was know? our first album, but looking back on it, it's just kind of like a baby, baby version of us now and what's to come, I guess. Because like, I don't know, we always feel like we're constantly like shedding skin. And as a creator, I I, I can I'm per- don't let me speak for you here, and definitely correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you as a creator. <clears throat> when you do the first album, it's one thing because you like locked ideas in place and said, these are the songs, that's it. And then after that moment, I feel like watching you guys perform and how you guys play off each other now, it's definitely not that at all. The songs are always evolving. They're always changing. And you might, you guys might jam a show live and find something that fits so fucking perfectly. You're going to do it every time now but you didn't have it the first 12 times you played the song live. And it's always this, like, the piece is yeah. never done until it's done. And yeah. you don't know when it's going to be done, you yeah. know? You're always cooking it. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. So we, at this time, I was also starting my first year at South Suburban. Cool. So I was like, okay, community college. Let's see how it goes. Didn't really like high school. Let's see how it goes. And uh, I took a one of the classes was English and I feel like it was starting to help my, my lyrics because sure. my lyrics weren't very strong in that first album. Okay. There was a song called I like you. Okay. Most of the lyrics, most of the words were I like you. I don't know. <laughs> okay. It was well, a good, hey, but you know, it's, it's, pop punk. it's whatever. It's whatever. That's, yeah. That's pop how, punk. The that, lyrics can be silly. Yeah. It's the rules. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I love that. So I'm like starting to write more of this when I, I got a journal and I started like writing a little bit and I was kind of like, all right, cool. And I was like, these lyrics seem really cool. And then I was taking like a music, uh, a fundamentals of music class and then like an ear training class. And I was doing all right. I wasn't really prioritizing school as much as like I would, I eventually 
did. Yeah. Because I was kind of just like, I'm on high school. I want to do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to stay up late. I want to, you know, do whatever. Yeah. So it's that. And then, so my grades are like, they're like, okay. But then I also took speech. So like it helped me talk to crowds more, you Absolutely. know, like, you know, cause that's kind of, you know, address them, whatever. And Did you ever have anxiety performing? We didn't really get into that too much. I would always get kind of a little, maybe a little scared before I went on, but I always just like, I was just kind of did it. Once you're in it, maybe like I don't think I ever. Maybe I didn't look or sound too confident, but I I kind of just did it because I was like it just felt right. Good, good, hell yeah. That's so. There's, there's that. It just kind of, it just feels right. So I just go up there and do it, and uh, I'm never, I'm never too nervous because it's just kind of like. It doesn't it's our hit show. you like it's our that. Show, you exactly, know? exactly. It's your moment to do what you've been working really hard to do. Yeah. Uh, so you're taking English classes. It's helping evolve your lyrics. It's helping you to be able to talk to people better. So you're yeah. being more vocal in front of crowds. Uh, what else is coming from you doing this college stuff? Where, uh, well, that was about it for college. It was just kind of I would just kind I would do my homework and I would get good grades in some classes. I would get C's in others, but I passed all my classes. So I was like, cool. And this time, Belladonna is also like playing around still at like Royal and mm-hmm. stuff like that just to kind of like reestablish ourselves maybe. Yeah, you know? I totally get that. Still play more, you know, here we are, here we're better now. Don't forget about us. And, uh, right. And uh, then we're just doing our thing. Winter comes and Nick's working a lot. We're not doing too much other than like trying to write songs i'm just like stacking fruits and veggies for his money and yeah then that's it you know so then we're just we would get together and uh and you just get in Neil's basement and uh turn on really cool lights and just jam record them on our phones or something and just just improv just full-on improv so this is you guys no Nick, just trying yeah. to still create because you don't want to get cold on all this. Yeah. You don't want to let it rest when you're right in the height of creating whatever you're creating. Yeah. And through this whole process, ever since we picked up our instruments, we're constantly progressing, learning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and uh, so we're just like, you know, let's let's do something more. And I'm doing more things on guitar. I'm not just playing some chords or doing some rhythm thing yeah and uh so we're having fun and then we just weren't writing a lot of songs as a full band together nick could only meet up like one day a week so it's just kind of like all right everybody else can do like three or four days and you're like come on man we just need this time if we're all cooking together and then like even on his end he he would request off other days to try to have practice but it was always like just never all the all the scheduling between five between five musicians or six six musicians i almost did it again six musicians was a little hard yeah i i that's definitely something that you struggle with uh learning how to just balance schedules throughout everything uh so where does it go because i mean now there's like lineup change coming i feel yeah you're noticing Nick is increasingly less able, I guess is the way to say that, to to, to perform and work with you guys. Yeah, and it was like, because he was also part of another band, Black Hand, 
and he was working a lot because he's he t- he works a lot because he has to take care of himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally, absolutely. And where he is, he just he does that because that's what he has to do. Yep. You know, he's so he's working a lot, and then we're still playing around, and we're kind of slowly writing some new stuff, and uh, there's that. You know, we have some songs where uh, just two chords for a while. And then really simple songs, mm-hmm. but it was the way that I feel like we approached these really simple songs, and the way we were able to play these two chords over and over differently after so long. Totally, kind of was the cool part about us, I think. And then, uh, but we also played the same set for like a really long time, and we would always end the set with Fubar. Uh, that's the screaming one. Yep. Okay. Cool. So. That that royal show where the, where you guys came was the first time we did that. Neil brought out the didgeridoo, mm-hmm. holds it totally, and then <laughs> it's just he hypes it up, and then we just go into the, that riff Nick made, and then I uh, I used to just talk like during first bell down a phase, uh-huh. I would just talk about whatever, just and it was riff just, right then. Yeah, but it was just kind of like. That's it. Just eventually, I'm just like I don't like doing that. So, I uh, wrote lyrics during a Red Hot Chili Peppers phase, and uh, so the I'm rapping. Okay. <laughs> kind of rapping, and then the chorus comes, and I just scream at the top of my lungs, in front of everybody and stuff. And sometimes I go out to them and let them scream, and it was just really fun because I feel like the song had just so much energy. It you know, does. that's why I think it, it was because people will say now like, "Do you do that screaming song?" And we're like. No, <laughs> but it's no. like, it's like, I, I can really see why that was a really fun song. Man, uh, that song is one that I'm guessing because Nick took part in when he departs from the band. Well, yeah, he, um, cause he had that, that lead riff and it was just like, I couldn't have a, I didn't want to add another guitar. Totally. You know, you gotta be careful with. Don't want to muddy the waters. Yeah. And when we would play a lot of stuff together, new stuff maybe, um, it would just sound muddy. There's five. Too much going on. It's five, right? Yeah. Okay. Five or six. We'll figure that out someday, folks. Right. We don't know how many members of Belladonna there are. I think the problem is I'm so I, when I count, for some reason, Austin and Kess are two separate people who yeah. might have played the same instrument, but I feel like they're both in the band. And so during, yes, because so during this whole time, Kess is constantly coming to all these shows with yeah, us and he's hanging like, out he with us. He's like your manager yeah. of it for a time or is yeah. your he, manager. I mean, he doesn't he's just he's just someone that contributes to the band. Sweet. A lot. That's great. And with us cuz we're good friends with him and he's just always helping us good, out. Good to have a team so player like, like yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> so we have this show in Wisconsin that we're looking forward to. Sweet. And Nick's looking forward to it. We're going to camp there. It's going to be fun. And then uh, we're still kind of at this. We're at kind of at a hard time because we can't practice too much. And we do. And when we do, we kind of just rehearse. and uh, Feel stale. Yeah. And then in school, I'm in now music theory one, ear training two. I just joined choir at school. Uh, I'm doing... Now started my first semester of classical guitar lessons, you know, so you got to sit all like fancy and stuff. So it's like getting into that. 
and it's I took like seven classes, so it's kind of like a, it was a lot. And then I was trying to work, so then it's just like all this stress. So I barely make it out of the semester alive. Failed the theory and then the ear training. I was actually like one of the last two students to just be in ear training to try the final, and it was just like because there was these there were these people, and your teachers want you to absolutely engulf your whole entire life into music absolutely you know and that's like they're saying like if you want to get these good grades you have to do it he's saying now there's no shortcut to becoming a great musician you need to hard work yeah the end and you have people who some have kids some have really busy schedules at that time i mean i i failed and i you know i just had work in belladonna and uh so it caused i was trying very hard so it caused me to like just like try to avoid any technology yeah. possible. So while my dad was in Arizona, I moved to. His, I didn't. I get. I didn't like get all my stuff and move, but I would go over there and stay at his house uh, for like a. It was like the last two weeks of the semester just to like because there was away. no internet or cable there. Correct. Because they were gone. You could just disconnect. Yeah. So I'm like, I gotta try to get get good grades. So I do. I do all right uh, with the semester. So then summer comes, and Nick's also at this point he has made he made the decision to start a family with Sierra. Okay, sweet. So it's like, okay, he's gonna have a kid, and then we we don't want him to try to balance a kid, a job to support that, and, and a band. also two bands. Two, yeah, so we're just got, like, yeah. yeah. So and after the black hand. Wait, is that that's that's his other band, right? Yeah. Blackhand. That he had that before he joined Belladonna, right? It or they actually it? formed like it was like maybe a month or two after he oh. joined Belladonna. Wow. So, so it's, it's like kind of like close. it's a, it's that they have their own journey as well. Totally. You know? Absolutely. So we dis, we decided as a band like okay maybe this Wisconsin show is like it would be the best show to end on. Yeah. How else would we want to end with Nick other than going over to Wisconsin and camping out in like this Have this, this field with all these bands and stuff like that? Yeah. So we're like, all right, cool. We came back. We had a band meeting, and uh, it was very. It felt very, very like perfect in a way. Just like there was at there. Could absolute it could not have gone any better. It was just like a beautiful symmetry. It was to literally the end. beautiful because for some reason. Um, some nature documentary on Neil's TV was playing and it was playing this really beautiful music and showing nature. And we're just like talking to Nick and saying how these two years worked. It was great. It was a great experience, but you know, time to, it's the best to do this. Yeah. Absolutely. Started, you know, go, go different ways. He probably felt a little bit relieved. Yeah, he was. He's yeah. He said, you know, I mean, you have, he was kind of think like, thankful that we didn't we we weren't like what the why trying to pressure yeah, him like yeah. why aren't you giving and committing to us you yeah. guys understood what he was doing and what we what he was going through yeah and his journey he's in the process of taking and you said look we don't it it, it will be sad to not have you in this band however it will be beneficial to you more than anything else to not be in this band and that's what's most important yeah you as a person so that's very big of you guys as musicians it's hard to I separate that's actually Brando and I when he left the band the final iteration of our band that was a very similar thing 
He was struggling to balance it. He was driving two hours for practice, one hour wow. one way and one hour back, right? So he was putting in a lot of effort and, and you know, in the process of him trying to start a family and everything. So we had to, I mean, I made a phone call and Brandon was like, oh, God, I'm so relieved you told me this because I, it was really starting to stress me out having to find time for practice and, and all these other things. I said, look, man, like it's just life. You know, yeah. it's, you can start a new journey. There are guitar players out there. It's, that's the world we live in. You know, everyone's trying to create something and do something beautiful and different. So you guys part in this beautiful moment. How did the show itself go? Amazing. It was, um, it was, we got there and there was like not too many people there when we first got to, but it's like, okay, well, we thought we were going to play like eight or something, but instead they're telling us we're going to play like four o'clock. Oh shit. So we're like, okay. And we're playing in like this little tiny tent that they made us play in. And we're just like, can we just play outside? So we're just doing that. And then uh, we would include improv jams with Nick though live. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like we wouldn't go as far out there as we normally would. You were kind of pulling the reins a little bit. Yeah, but still being able to like have a fun improv thing. Totally. And um, what, you know, when you're playing music and then the whole band starts to they gain energy and there's like a swell and it's going to, you know, it's either going to pop off or it's going to, or it's going to like ride, you know? Yeah. So we're starting to build it up. And then, uh, a guy in an RV plugged his RV in and right when we were at like, right at the peak, it just cut. And we're just like, come on. You know, we were just like, that was so perfect. It killed your set yeah. in the middle of the swell. Yeah. And that was it? You guys just off stage called it? Oh, no, it. no. They unplugged it. <clears throat> our, all of our power came back on and we we're like, okay. Back to it. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, like get into it again. <laughs> That's excellent. And then it, it was a good weekend. It was a good, like we were in Wisconsin. It was and you like, guys got to still bond with Nick and have this moment. Yeah. That's very important. Camp out and it was yeah. beautiful out. It was, That's it, awesome. was, it was great. It was an amazing time. So moving forward now, have you guys been doing a lot of shows or is this more a time for writing and rebuilding? It's kind of, it's kind of both in a way, okay. I guess. Sure. So like we get back and it's summer. I'm done with school. This we would got, have been 2017 yes, summer? Yes, this is 2017. Sure. Though. Catching up to the real time. Yeah. We're all out of high school now, except for Neil, but Austin just graduated and we are like, okay, well let's see what we're going to do. We have all these songs again, and we keep one called No Mas. And uh, we keep that one. And we're just like, okay, here's our song. Now let's start writing. Yeah. You know, we come up with songs kind of pretty pretty fast, and it's pretty, it's it's like different from any other time. Yeah. We've written songs and we're just like, it's like anything goes, there's any rules, you can go here, there, it's like free game. Yeah. Absolutely free game. Totally. And uh, Brett came up with this this really cool like rhythmic pattern and it was like a start and stop thing. Uh-huh. And then as soon as Brett played it, Neil played like an arpeggio that like matched each note. So it was just like, they would do this thing and I'm just looking at it like, holy shit. I'm like, that's so cool. But then I'm thinking like, what, what can I possibly play to amp that to the to next do level that, to do something? Totally. And then, uh, and he was like, why don't you just solo? And at this time I'm like, I've never really done too many. I only had like one solo during our old Belladonna sets. Yeah. And then, um, 
I feel like you're a rhythmic soloist, though. You're not one of those, I, like, crazy trying to shred a million notes yeah, in I a mean, second. Yeah, I mean, I got to, like, well, kind of, I kind of try to shred now. But okay. I try to shred in a very rhythmic and, uh, I'm not there yet, but, you know. You're getting there. You're learning. I want to totally. be able to play fast. I'm, I want to get there soon. But, uh, so I'm just like, okay, I'll solo. And then I would solo, but I wouldn't use a pick because I was trying to still keep the classical guitar thing going. Absolutely. And then, uh kind of spent the summer writing and hanging out and just enjoying summer by just writing it out. So summer's coming to an end. And then uh, over at Blue Top on Indy. I remember this. I didn't get to go to this show. Sarah and V were there, but I was not. Yeah. The guy told me, uh, well, he told us previously, like, you guys ever want to play here? Go ahead. So we're like, Let's let's set up a show there, you know, before everybody goes back to college and school and totally. send the summer off. So uh, it was it was a great show. We did our thing. We played our our new set, and it was a new sound, and it felt it felt new. It felt very very fun and very flexible, awesome. and very uh, it just very different because it wasn't like. Well, the it was an old changed. belladonna. It was this new belladonna where, like, if we weren't able to improv together, we could have messed up a lot. But, like, like we did, like, come together by the Beatles, and we just jammed out a middle section a lot and, like, kind of changed. And we tried to change it with the dynamics, Sweet. with, uh, you know, all that stuff. And who's going to solo, who's going to do what. And um, then we have our, our new songs. Like, there was, like, No Mas, Delirium, uh, Moon Bomb. Moonbomb involves a didgeridoo, so oh, I think well, you'll like it. Well, you need to pick one of those songs to send to me. We're going to have it at the end of the episode, yeah. I think. Uh, that would be a really cool way to close the show is some new Belladonna, you know, yeah. give, give yeah. our listeners something different. And also, it's really cool because you guys have been recording your stuff live. Yeah. Uh, which is really special because you guys are a jam band. You create stuff live different every time. We were talking about that. So that's yeah. got to be a really cool experience, too, to be like, oh, that was awesome. Yeah, and it's able to, like... We'll catch like a couple of videos that someone took on Snapchat. And me and bro will just like study them and like, you know, look at them, try to pick, you know, because we always want everybody wants to always improve. Absolutely. And then, uh, so we're at this point, we just play this show, and we have this new sound, and we're like, I think people like it because there were young people there that enjoyed it, and then it was also Blue Top, you know, all these old car guys there, and they were enjoying. They it. were also really into it. So it's like, okay, cool, we... Bridge the gap. Yeah, there's like old people that like us, and then there's young people that like us. That's pretty cool, you know? So we're kind of excited with that. We're writing new songs pretty... The process is kind of... It's always making progress. Absolutely. You know, it's constantly going. We're we're getting T-shirts. Neil drew these awesome designs. That is a sick, symmetrical design. Yeah, it's like... He's like, can we use this? I'm like, dude. Of course we can. Look at that. Duh. So we're getting, we got shirts for those, and then we're kind of building. I don't know if you know this about Neil, but he is like your secret weapon because he is, uh, you know, even knowing him at a younger age, he has always been like a hustler, as yeah. it were. You know, like, he, you want something? I'm going to make it happen. Like, I don't know. I actually don't know what happened to the actual CD, but he, like, made CDs when he was younger, and I had, like, his original demo somewhere and he did all the artwork and everything it was amazing yeah. well i mean sarah did the cover but he did all like the graphic design work and stuff and i was like man you're like 14 years old what the fuck <laughs> you know so uh 
I'm sure having him be able to create on that level now and yeah. have the foresight to go, now's the time to get shirts, now's the time we need to do this, and now's the time we need to go here, it, it takes a little bit of a weight off of your shoulders. Yeah. Because, because you it, were doing that, I'm thinking. Yeah, with when Neil wasn't in the band, I was kind of the one. Well, Nick would too, but I would kind of do it a lot and try to order the stuff and then when you came along he you know he has a lot of ideas now he wants to get like pins and stuff like that and we're you know because when we get paid we get, now the thing about the that show and another show we played at my co-workers party a few weeks earlier that we got we got paid for the first time sweet like 50 bucks for one and like 100 and something for the other Feels we're good. just like we're just like okay put it in the, the band, band fund. Yes. Neil has a little box in his room with a, it's locked and he has a key and it's just, it's our money. It's our money. Cause you know, Hell yeah. you, we want to build this now. And, uh, so I go back to school and I retake the class. I took the previous the theory. No, not theory. The Ear level training? before that. Ear training and music fundamentals. Gotcha. Which I got seasoned. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to retake that. I'm going to, Go from a minor lesson of classical, which is a half hour a week, to major, an hour a week. Now I'm also going to take uh, minor classical vocals. Awesome. So I'm learning how to classically sing, half hour a week. And then English class and uh, jazz band. And I think that was it. You're definitely a student of the game. You want to continuously improve and yeah. level up. So you're like... <coughs> Half hour classical guitar, not enough. Let's double that. Yeah. You know, and now I want to work on my vocal training even more, which has definitely helped you, I'm sure. Yeah. You, oh, it's it, it's got to be worlds different now that you know what you're doing with your voice versus where you started with Belladonna, yeah. where you you were. I mean, you were still passionate about it. You just didn't know how to use your. Yeah, I had the I didn't have the knowledge of the. I could you know. I feel like knowledge for you unlocks everything. Yeah. Like you're like, oh yeah. shit, yeah, oh yeah, totally. I get right. that now. You know, and like yeah. you can progress. That's so great. Uh, you know, so you guys are working on an album now, as you said. You're playing more shows and and stuff. You said you have a show coming up, or by the time this is out, I think the show has just happened yesterday. You play Thursday, if I'm correct? Yeah, we're playing... Uh, That's the 11th. Thursday at Backstage. So you have just played Thursday at Backstage. That's time travel No, no, wait, you. no, we're, we're about to play it this Thursday. Yes, correct, yes. but time travel, because oh, this okay, is yeah. Friday when oh, this is coming right, out. Yeah. So you yeah. played so I last played night. There. I played there last night. It was the a great was, show. The show was great. Yes. I love how we get to predict how great the show went. It was phenomenal. <laughs> that one part you wanted to nail, perfect. It was perfect. You know. Um, but it, So now here's the part where I always open up the floor. We've kind of gotten to the point in the story where now I'm going to say, if there's anything we missed in this first portion of your story, now's the time to bring it up. And if you if there's not really anything left to, to go on today, we can wrap it. It's not, you know, uh, it's totally understandable. But I always give my guests an opportunity if I missed an important, prominent moment and the story didn't take us to to use this moment now to you uh, to for to talk about it. Um, I guess I'll just clean up the end of where we're at like sure. we uh yeah we just write songs now no rules each song is written differently uh we are now kind of our shows are kind of now instead of maybe they used to feel like sets now they're like performances and unique performances because we have our improv parts we have our written parts and then everything in between yeah and then we're recording our shows now with a little recorder that we're gonna release to you sweet and uh 
we're just going to write a lot of songs and keep writing and keep learning and then we want to play in Chicago and be able to play a lot of shows in Chicago with a different set each show. That's the way to um, do it, man, for sure. I'm very happy with what's going on right now. That's good. I think you guys have had a great amount of uh, success as far as, you know, playing different places, getting your names out there, uh, knowing the right places to be at the right times and whatnot. It's cool because one thing I noticed about Belladonna that I actually didn't realize is there's just such a diverse lineup change that happens throughout your history that where you are now I mean, not to negatively or positively predict the future, but like next year might not be where you are now. Yeah. And that's got to be an interesting prospect for you because that, even though is kind of scary, like right now you found your comfort, everybody's happy and there's this beautiful little bubble, but then it also has to give you a level of almost excitement. Like, well, what if something new comes along? What if you find another member even, you know, or, yeah. or you know, what if somebody has to do, you know, something different? You never know what the journey is going to be. So it's got to be totally just like a ride for you all the time yeah well i know the four of us me brett austin neil we've kind of sealed it in fate with a little giant pinky oh you did the pinky squares yeah and uh, decided that the four of us for sure for the next forever as long as we possibly can we want to do new year shows every year and uh it, we it need to, really. We need to get a show together this year. Yeah. I don't think we played in 2017 any shows together. I don't. I don't think so. I feel, no. I feel like we didn't. I'm just trying to like look back at how psychotic 2017 was. No. 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 What? Mm, did you play a royal show with? No. 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 That was. Uh, that was the sluts. They were. The put, sluts. They were added last second. They're from Lafayette. They're a strange band. Uh, but yeah, man. Well. Uh, Jerry, I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the Voices for Revival today. Absolutely, man. It's been a great pleasure. Uh, You know, it's always awesome to talk to musicians who have fun stories. And I loved the journey through Belladonna, learning how you guys progressed and whatnot. Uh, Now is the point where I got to tell people where they can find me. So, as always, folks, listen to the Voice of Survival podcast on the Journey into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com or on all the different podcasting platforms, whether it's iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. We are now on Spotify. Yep, you heard that correct. You can go on Spotify, search Journey into Comics Network. We'll pop up. You can get all nine of the ten shows there. You can't get Game Addicts, but go to gameaddicts.com to get them, or gameaddictspodcast.com to get them, my fault. Also, check out The Voice of Survival on all the different social media sites, whether it's uh, Facebook at The Voice of Survival Podcast or Instagram at The Voice of Survival Podcast or Voice of Survival on Twitter. And I think that's going to do it this week, folks. Jerry, once again, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. And uh, if that's going to do it for this week, I've been Nate, and this was The Voice of Survival. Later.
Thank you.